Watch podcast. I'm Aaron Berger, a Nebraska Extension Beef Educator. For today's Beef Watch podcast, we will be discussing one of the seven topics covered in the Beef Feedlot Roundtable series. These webinars have been recorded at the beef.unl.ed website. Today, I have the privilege of being joined by Dr. Ruth Wywoody, who's an Assistant Professor of Behavior and Animal Well-Being based in the Animal Science Department at the University of Nebraska. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Y. Woody. Thanks, Aaron. It's great to be here. Since this is the first time we've had the opportunity to have you on the podcast, share with us a little more about yourself, your background, and your role there with the University of Nebraska. Certainly. I was raised in southwestern North Dakota on an operation that was in my family from the Homestead era. So from an early age, I was exposed to all major livestock species. And But my route or my path has always been a little bit non-traditional. And so I first attended college on a rodeo scholarship and competed in the, in the Great Plains region against UNL at that time. And then used my business degree actually for a number of years before returning to school as a single mom, where I earned both of my graduate degrees at Colorado State University with Temple Grandin. I also did a, a postdoc at New Mexico State University uh, at the Clayton Livestock Research Center and also served as interim superintendent there for, for a brief period before going to industry. In industry, I worked for Food Safety Net Services uh, and essentially built an on-farm animal welfare audit program from the ground up. That's where the majority of my time has been spent the last well, four to five years before joining University of Nebraska in August, where my role now is as part of the animal science faculty. I have a three-way appointment between 50% extension, 30% research, and 20% teaching. We had the privilege of being part of the Beef Feedlot Roundtable webinar series. And as we think about feed yards and we think about the number of cattle coming in and out, what occurs there, obviously handling them in an appropriate manner in a way that best prepares them for the processes that they're going to go through is pretty important to producing a safe, wholesome, quality product. Uh, give some perspective on some of the things you shared in the webinar series, things that you think are important for feedlot owners, operators, managers to know and understand as it relates to the management and care of cattle. Absolutely. I think you made an excellent point there. And it's the, the volume of cattle, right, that move through the feed yard, particularly in Nebraska as the beef state. And really, it, when you think about it, it, it's the first point, the first bottleneck, if you will, in, in the system. So cattle from a diverse background that have been handled in, in various ways will be commingled and enter you know, at our yard where, you know, they may be processed sometimes up to, you know, three, four times. It depends on what the protocols are, if, you know, what the, the health issues are. And think of this as occurring sort of simultaneously with that, that added focus that's coming from the packer. And we're now looking at the beef quality audits, right, occurring at the packer request. So what I talked about really was looking at cattle handling in the, you know, from that perspective, right? Some of the, the categories that are measured as part of the feed yard assessment 
but then thinking about how we can better prepare our handlers, our employees to effectively meet some of those targets, right? So essentially training to that end result, that end goal that we're after. One of the things that I identified in some of my earlier research was around handling specifically in, in the squeeze shoot. The target in the BQA assessment for improper captures in the squeeze shoot to zero tolerance, right? So that means that target's 0%. We don't want to improperly capture any as we understand the impact on the animal in the feeding window. Research that I published uh, in 17 indicated that 40% of cattle observed in, in a study we conducted were improperly captured in the squeeze shoot. And that as a single event. So that's the initial event. If we think about the animal's experience, right, and, and having a negative experience the first time, it's reasonable to believe that subsequent events may also carry, you know, that connotation or, or you know, a negative association may occur. So it's really important to focus our training on what we might think of as critical control points because of how they affect cattle over a you know wide window of time as you think about working with those who are employees in a feed yard obviously they're handling a lot of cattle and and we know that it's hard oftentimes for feed yards to find employees keep employees trained what are some things that those who own and manage yards can do to help facilitate an environment provide training that can uh, really help their employees be effective. And also, I would say, see the why, the value behind what they're doing in terms of handling cattle appropriately. Aaron, I think the why is so important. And I think sometimes we get so focused on the day-to-day operation that we uh, don't do as good a job as we might in terms of keeping that why front of mind for our employees, for those who are actually Uh, responsible for handling day in and day out. And I think using some of the the categories, those targets as uh, training points, I think that provides a useful mechanism, right? Where we manage what we measure, right? So if, if employees understand why we're measuring a particular category, and then also understand the downstream effect, on cattle, but then can get feedback, right? Correlate their behavior, their performance of a specific task to that target. So capturing in a squeeze shoot, for example. So if if they move from 5% improper captures to 2%, right? And they would to get feedback on their performance in that category, as well as correlating that potentially to closeout data that's positive reinforcement that helps provide the why and that's vitally important for for those that are doing the hard work every day talk a little more about uh, you mentioned working with feed yards doing some of the assessments in your role currently and also in your role as an extension specialist how are you working with feed yards now and what resources are you able to provide to help them make some changes where those who would like to maybe look at what they're doing uh, with their current program and perhaps move in a different direction than where they are currently. So I was approached fairly early last year 
by feed yards that were citing concerns with retention and also employee injury. And those are both related somewhat to training. So what I think is really important to uh, know for, for our producers across the state is that I'm available. I'm willing to, to come out, to visit, to listen to your concerns, and even to observe practices and help um, identify potential opportunities for um, reducing injury, whether it's through, through training, um, additional provision of materials and, and resources. And I think there's a great synergy right now with Jesse Fulton in, in the state. I think we have captive some um, incredible experience, expertise as it pertains to both the development of the, the audit that is now going to be required. And so collectively, we have um, the resources to be able to walk feed yards through preparing for an audit to help them understand what to expect. One of the things that I'm really, really concerned with is, is removing these, this idea of the mystique around auditing. Um, and so keep in mind that with, with both of us here, we can help um, ease the pain associated with that process, so to speak. Anything else you'd like to highlight in terms of things you think you would like to help producers know that you can provide or deliver as it relates to this topic? Well, the experiences that I, I bring to the table from the past, I, I've been involved in uh, consulting around facility design. We've done some basic analysis, some early work, uh, looking at the differences of facility design on behavior and, and performance following handling. So whether it's preparing for upcoming audits and being comfortable with that process, whether it's an evaluation and assessment and just understanding current practices, facilities, potential opportunities for small changes that might make big differences that don't necessarily require a lot of capital investment. There's, there's a lot of a collective experience here that can be leveraged, I think, for the benefit of, of feed yards in the state. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you. For more information on the topic that was discussed in today's Beef Watch podcast, I'd encourage you to visit the beef.unl.edu website. Again, this is part of the Beef Watch Feedlot webinar series, the Beef Feedlot Roundtable. And these have been recorded and are available for viewing at the beef.unl.edu website.